Having an attitude of gratitude is not circumstantial. It is not dictated by others. It is a choice we make inside of us. It is actually a choice at all times, at any moment, in any circumstance, to have an attitude of gratitude. If you are struggling to have an attitude of gratitude in this season, it could be that you're taking something for granted that you should be thankful for. Welcome back to the Choose Life Podcast. I am your host, Clay Steves. If you are new with us, the purpose of Choose Life is to engage in a weekly conversation about what it means to be courageously authentic, radically human, and purpose-driven. Each week, we spend 25 to 30 minutes discussing different ideas to pursue a more meaningful and intentional life. This week, we are talking about an attitude of gratitude, and I am excited to talk about this subject because it is definitely something we need in my household. Earlier this year, my youngest child turned four. Now, to paint the full picture, she is the only girl of five kiddos. She is the baby. Of course, she has four older brothers, so she thinks... She runs the show, she thinks she's in charge of everything, and she is not afraid to let you know about it. And that came out in a very strong way on her birthday earlier this year. She had locked in, I mean laser focus on these gifts she wanted. One, it's something called a Hatchimal, and I'm sure if you're a parent on here, you know what I'm talking about. I'm still not even sure what it is, but she talks about this. Okay, for the record, if you think I talk a lot, hang out with this girl for a little bit. I mean, she just talk, 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 talk. And she got locked on this Hatchimal thing, and it was non-stop. Now, a couple days before her birthday, a present arrives from my birth mother. Again, full picture, I am adopted. I have been reunified with my birth mother and my birth mother has a gift. She, pun intended, she has a gift at giving the most intentional, thoughtful, beautiful, unexpected gifts in the world. Like I love when she gives me a gift. I'm like, I never would have thought of this, but I love this. So she sends this gift to my daughter. It is the story of Madeline. If you've read these as a child or read them with your kids, it's a beautiful story of this little girl in France and she's away at school and it's her adventures and tales. And it's a very similar personality to my daughter and all these elements. And my daughter, when this book arrives, she looks at it and throws it on the floor. And I mean, starts losing her mind, screaming and crying and yelling at people and yelling at me and my wife. And I'm like, what is going on? And all she can focus on, all she can focus on is the fact that this isn't a Hatchimal. The fact that she didn't get this like $4.95 piece of plastic that it's going to be broken in a minute and a half by one of her big brothers. And she is freaking out, losing her mind. She has the opposite of an attitude of gratitude. She's missing the depth and the beauty that her biological grandmother who went through an incredible story to place her son for adoption, which then led to my daughter meeting her mom. All these elements, she's missing the beauty and the depth of this present because she's just focusing on this flimsy, temporary, plastic, let's be honest with each other, piece of junk. She's missing it. She's focusing on the wrong thing. She doesn't have an attitude of gratitude. 
And as we enter the Thanksgiving season, if we're honest with ourselves, if I, I'll I'll start, if I'm honest with myself, it's not just my four-year-old that does this. It's not just my four-year-old that falls into traps and doesn't have an attitude of gratitude. We all do. We all fall into this. And the truth of the matter is, it is a choice to have an attitude of gratitude. Having an attitude of gratitude is not circumstantial. It is not dictated by others. It is a choice we make inside of us. It's not confined to just this week as we go into Thanksgiving. It is actually a choice at all times, at any moment, in any circumstance, to have an attitude of gratitude. As I was preparing for this podcast, one night I was tucking one of my other kiddos in bed, actually the one who sleeps with my daughter. They're close in age. Uh, They're just over a year apart from each other. His name is Graham. And we were laying in bed together and we're reading books. We may, I can't remember, we may have been reading the Madeline book that night, actually. I've been trying to shoehorn that one in there quite a bit, as you can imagine. But we're reading books and he just starts talking about robbers. He just starts talking about robbers breaking into our house and robbers this and robbers that. And I was like, oh, that's a great metaphor for what some elements of life do. They rob us of having an attitude of gratitude. So today I want to talk through three robbers, three robbers that steal from us our attitude of gratitude. And the first of those three robbers is the trap of entitlement. The first robber is the trap of entitlement. You can catch yourself being robbed by the trap of entitlement if the phrase, I deserve blank, ever slips through. I deserve blank ever slips through. And what you have to recognize is this rarely happens verbally or externally. This often is just a narrative in our mind. And the moment it usually happens is when something is taken away from us. Because rarely are we aware that we are being robbed by the trap of entitlement until something is taken away from us. And that is a key moment that grabs us and helps us become aware of where we need to shift and make the choice to have an attitude of gratitude. Some of the phrases that might come through are, I deserve comfort, or, oh no, I deserve a different gift, or I deserve that pay raise, or I deserve that promotion, or I deserve happiness in my life. I deserve health. These things all of a sudden can slip very quickly and we can be robbed by the trap of entitlement. My family and I own a small business that's an orthopedic device distributorship called Habakkuk. We founded it almost seven years ago. It was December of 2013. And for six straight years, we were blessed. And there's no other term to say for it. I mean, we were blessed to have six straight years of growth and profitability. That is very rare when starting a company. And it's because of incredible people that worked this organization, incredible clients we had, incredible partners. We've had six straight years of growth and profitability. Well, earlier this year, as you can imagine, with COVID hitting, with the shutdown of elective surgery, this year, that streak is in jeopardy. It has been a tough year for us. I mean, we had six plus weeks of near zero revenue, less than 5% of what we had the year before. And it has been hard. And in that season, what I began to recognize was a narrative running through my head that we as an organization deserve growth. We deserve profitability. We deserve to keep on the same streak that we'd been on this entire time. I'd almost, without meaning to, 
been robbed by the trap of entitlement. And I didn't even know it was happening until it was at risk or taken away. The first robber that can take our attitude of gratitude is the trap of entitlement. The second robber that we have to watch out for is the distraction of circumstances. The distraction of circumstances. This world, it's always been volatile. It's always been uncertain, right? It's always had ambiguity in these things, but the pace and the connectivity, I think it's the pace of the world and the connectivity with globalization, it is at a different level now in this world. The 24-hour news network, all of us having our smartphones and being connected to the internet, television on all the time, our computers, we're all so connected that we now are riding the incessant waves of circumstances, the volatility, the uncertainty, all these things. And as I was working through this earlier this year and kind of being robbed by the distraction of the circumstances screaming in front of me, I was reminded of a story about Napoleon that had helped me in a season before and I was going to work on it in my life here now. The story of Napoleon was about this, that when he was on the battlefront, and you can imagine while it was in a microcosm of the world today, when you're a general of the entire French army and you're out in the battlefield, like news matters. News information coming in, it matters to you. You need that information, right? You, you could make an argument that it was as relevant to him there, if not more relevant, even back then than us now with the amount of information we consume. Napoleon would tell his men, to hold the letters for two weeks before they read them. So the letters that they were opening today to inform the general about were actually two weeks old. And the whole premise he made was, we get too distracted by all the things screaming at us right now that we miss the important ones. And if it genuinely is important and someone else couldn't have solved it, it'll still be important and it'll still be there in two weeks. Now, I'm not telling you not to look at your mail for two weeks, but I am saying take the theme to not be robbed by the distraction of our circumstances. Social media does this to us all the time. And I have a story that I want to share that's, that's personal. I cried as I was preparing. I prepared my mind so that I could hopefully deliver with a little bit cleaner articulation and tell the story. But the circumstances of this story were hard for me. And I got distracted by the circumstances and I was robbed of my attitude of gratitude. Kirsten and I, right after, actually it was before we got married. It was while we were dating. I bought her the gift of a black lab. This black lab's name was Lily. She was our first child. My wife, Kirsten, wanted to be a veterinarian growing up, so she has this very soft spot for animals in her heart. This was her baby. Not long after we got married, she bought me another black lab. His name was London. So we kind of had these two tandem, boy and girl, our first two kids, these dogs. They grew up with us. They went through some really, really hard seasons uh, in Kirsten and I's marriage. They were there for the birth of our children, they, all of them. They were there when we were fostering and struggling. They were there when we were adopting and struggling. They were there when I was reunifying with my biological. Like These two incredible animals were a staple in our life through so many seasons. They provided such a comfort. Well, as happens with all animals and with all of us, they, they got older. And we had just moved into a new home uh, a few years back. And unfortunately, Lily was near the very, very end 
Her body started to fail her. This is an incredibly hard thing to watch. And it began to happen to her in the middle of the night. Uh, she couldn't control her bowels. Uh, she was throwing up. She was struggling. I can remember in that season, I can remember in the middle of the night having such a bad attitude because I was having to get woken up in the middle of the night. And I don't say that with pride. <laughs> that was a stressful season. And I was so being robbed by the distraction of circumstances. I was so inconvenienced by that circumstance that I had a bad attitude that I'd been robbed and missed. Engaging and loving her well towards the end of her life. That sweet dog who had been so special to us. Well, Lily did end up passing away. It was incredibly traumatic for our family. And I think it was even more traumatic for me on a personal level because of the fact that I knew I had been robbed. I'd been distracted by other stuff in life. I'd been focusing on other circumstances, which then robbed me of my attitude of gratitude with caring for her. Fast forward a couple years to our man, London. It was one year ago. He was also near the end of his life. And I remember, never perfectly, because we don't, we don't execute perfectly in life. Nobody does. But I remember waking up numerous times in the middle of the night, cleaning up messes, Near the end, I had to carry him outside just so he could go to the bathroom. Same circumstances. I had just as much going on in life outside of there. I probably had more going on in life when London was going through this trial, but I did not get robbed by being distracted by other circumstances. Of my attitude of gratitude, I was thankful for every moment I had with him. And now, and London has passed, and our family has uh, healed and moved on from that season, and it was so hard. But I look back on that, and I'm thankful for every moment I had with him, every mess I had to clean up, because I wasn't robbed by being distracted by the circumstances in my life. The first robber that will take our attitude of gratitude is the trap of entitlement. The second robber that will steal our attitude of gratitude is the distraction of circumstances. And the third robber is when we are captured by comparison. The quickest way to kill your attitude of gratitude is to compare what you have to someone else's. It is so unhealthy and it will rob you. And oftentimes it's because we fall into this trap and our perception is wrong. This is the principle that social media robs us of so much. We fall into this trap because social media is everyone else's highlight reel and you are living behind the scenes. So this just totally throws our perception off. We start comparing ourselves to what we see there or we see an ad on television or we see someone else's life when we don't see the full mess. We don't see the full picture. And so the moment we become captured by comparison, we are robbed of our attitude of gratitude. One of the things we have financially said as a family is we want financial freedom. We have intentionally set out to be financially free. Uh, I am not a person who is 100% opposed to debt, but we are very disciplined and structured in how we use debt. And one of my personal financial principles is I would never take debt on a depreciating asset. It's got to be uh, debt for my business or for a structure like a building or our house. These are places that I have been willing to do it. But personally, I desire to be financially free. 
Well, this was put to the test a few years ago. Sometimes when we travel, we end up getting rental cars. Well, I guess back when we could travel for business, we used to get rental cars when we would land at locations. And so one time we landed and we had this sweet rental car. It was fantastic. I got in this thing and I loved it. Now to paint the picture, back home, I drive old cash paid for beat up vehicles. That's just the way that I have gone about this. My wife didn't always love that. She was very patient for years. I've been disciplined. We have saved together. And so now we've purchased her some nicer vehicles so that she doesn't feel the same scenario that as like the vehicle I'm driving in. But now I'm in this rental car and this thing is awesome. I loved it. It was smooth. It had every gadget, every bell and whistle. It was talking to me. It had like satellite maps, was guiding me where I was going. And I was like, look at this sweet thing. And in that moment, I got robbed by comparison. And I came home and I'm going to tell you for the next few weeks, my attitude of gratitude was gone because every vehicle I drive by, I was looking at it like, oh, that thing's nicer than what I'm driving. Oh man, look at that thing. I bet that, oh man, I could do that. Can I afford that? I could, you know what? I could probably, I could probably take some, oh, I could go do that. And all of a sudden I'd lost my attitude of gratitude, just being thankful for having a vehicle that drove. I've got a car that can drive my five kids to school and back safely. It takes care of us. It's cash paid for. It lets me invest in my business and other entrepreneurial activities. It lets me do a lot of other stuff. But all of a sudden I was being robbed of that because I was captured by comparison. The three robbers that can take from us, that can steal from us our attitude of gratitude, the trap of entitlement, the distraction of circumstances, and the capturing by comparison. But what's the benefits of gratitude. What's the benefit in having an attitude of gratitude? Because to be honest, sometimes it's nice to have stuff. Sometimes all those other things, they feel good in the moment. So what are the benefits of gratitude? Well, the first thing is this. Gratitude is a gift to ourselves. Gratitude is a gift to ourselves. Psychologists at the University of California and at the University of Miami, they did this large study where they created numerous different groups. And what they did is they had each individual group write on one thing per subject per week. And so they would give each group a different subject. Ones might be write about something that's bothering you in life. One might be write something that's thankful to you in your life. One might be write something that's inconvenient to you in your life. But they each group focused on one specific thing. And what they found was this, the group that was writing about gratitude felt more optimistic and better about their lives. Also, they found downstream that they exercise more and they had fewer trips to doctors than groups that focused on other subjects, such as things that aggravated them. In other words, when we have an attitude of gratitude, it's actually a gift to ourselves. It makes us more optimistic. It helps us realize the good we have in our life. An attitude of gratitude is a gift to ourselves. Also, an attitude of gratitude is a gift to others. It can lift another person on a day that they are trapped by entitlement or caught in circumstances or captured by comparison. When they are being robbed by one of the three robbers, your attitude of gratitude can be a gift to them. A couple weeks ago, we were doing an exercise within our company called the Kazone Experience. And the Kazone Experience helps you find your purpose or vision for your life. And you go through an exercise where you write about your past experiences 
And on one of these past experiences for me, a name came to my heart and this was a friend. This is a friend from high school. He and I did competitive drama together. We spent copious hours working together, growing together, growing up and learning about life and girls and business and performing and speaking and all these elements. And he actually lives halfway around the world now. He lives in Europe. We don't get to talk that often. And so that day after he had come on my heart, I just sent him a text. I just said, man, you have been such a good friend to me over the years. I want you to know you're incredible. I'm thankful for you. Thank you for making an impact on my life because he had been such a gift to me. He texted me back a couple days later and said, man, I've really been struggling. It's been a hard season over here. Thank you for sending that. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I was just, I was just saying thanks for everything you've done in my life. I wasn't even thinking about the impact it would have on him. But when we have an attitude of gratitude, it can be a gift to others. And here's the other truth. We all have things to be grateful for in our life. If you are married, take a second and think about it. Maybe you have a spouse who pays the bills and you don't ever have to think about it. Or you have a spouse who cooks dinner or takes the kids to school or does the laundry. There is something they do that you don't have to think about. And that is something to be thankful for. If you are listening to this, that means you have some sort of a device that allows you to hear this. You might have AirPods, you might have headphones, you might have your iPhone, you might listen on a computer, whatever it is, you either had the resources to buy that device or someone was gracious enough to use their resources and give it to you. This is something to be thankful for. And if you are struggling to have an attitude of gratitude in this season, it could be that you're taking something for granted that you should be thankful for. So if we know there are benefits to gratitude and if we identified the three robbers of our attitude of gratitude, what protections can we put in place? Just like we put up you know, doors and locks and alarms on our homes to protect us from robbers, what protections can we put up to guard against the robbers of an attitude of gratitude? A few ideas that we can brainstorm right here is a gratitude journal. When I was stuck in quarantine after having acquired COVID-19 and I was not having an attitude of gratitude, I was entitled, I was frustrated that I wasn't able to get out, I was cranky about it and Kirsten lovingly said, why don't you write out a gratitude journal? Why don't you just sit down and write the good things you have in your life? I know you're stuck up there and I know you're cranky about it, but write out the good you have. So one idea to protect yourself, have a gratitude journal. Another idea I saw, daily write a thank you note. At the end of every day, write a thank you note to someone. Find something to be thankful for in the moment. If you are religious or you believe in a higher power, pray. Prayer can help you have an attitude of gratitude. At our house, we do something called a high of the day around the dinner table. When we sit down together around the dinner table, each person has to individually share the high of their day to help our hearts be reminded that there is something. No matter what happened, no matter the circumstances, no matter the good or the bad, there is something to be thankful for within that day. These are a few ideas, and I know there are others, that you can take to to hedge against, to guard against the robbers of an attitude of gratitude. I'm going to close with a story from the Bible that had a deep impact on me and convicted me on the power of having an attitude of gratitude. It's the story of the 10 lepers. If you look back at a leper, 
They were ostracized. They were judged. And I cannot imagine the social, societal, emotional impact that they felt by being ostracized by everyone around them because of a skin disease they had. After I had tested positive for COVID, and even after I had quarantined, and even after I had had no symptoms, I can tell you in the smallest of ways, nothing compared to what lepers went through back then, but in the smallest of ways, it was a crazy experience because people would all of a sudden like walk further away from me. Even after I was fine, even after I'd had negatives, even after I was clear, people would avoid you. And it, it is hard and it messes with your head in a deeply emotional way. And so Jesus is walking one day and I'm going to read from Luke 17 and it's from uh, the message version that I'm going to read this this time. And I want to pull out a piece from this story to talk about an attitude of gratitude. Luke 17. It happened that he, as he had made his way toward Jerusalem, he crossed over the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered the village, ten men, all lepers, met him. They kept their distance but raised their voices, saying, Jesus, have mercy on us. Taking a good look at them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. They went, and while they were on their way, they became clean. One of them, when he realized that he was healed, turned around and came back, shouting his gratitude, glorifying God. He kneeled at Jesus' feet. He was so grateful. He couldn't thank him enough. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus said, were not ten healed? Where are the nine? Can none be found to come back and give glory to God except this outsider? And then he said to him, get up on your way. Your faith has healed you and saved you. The end of that story blows me away. Your faith has healed you and saved you. Because what this says to me is that there's something more than just the healing because the other nine already got the healing. The fact that this one leper, right, came back and he had an attitude of gratitude and said, thank you for doing this. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for giving me this gift. There was something even more for him to get. And that's what Jesus talks about there at the end because he says your faith has healed you and saved you. And that blows me away. And I think that's what we need to capture at this time of year. And we need to let this time of Thanksgiving just be a catalyst for the rest of the year for all of our interactions. And moving forward is that we have countless blessings in our lives, whether that's health, whether that's resources, whether that's friends, whether that's a home, whether that's a car, we all have things to be grateful for. We have blessings. But if we don't have an attitude of gratitude about those things, we're actually missing the additional blessing that can be given to us. And this is the beauty. This is the power. This is the benefit of having an attitude of gratitude. If we want to talk about choose life, it's not about the stuff there's more. And when we have an attitude of gratitude, we unlock that. We free that to do its work inside of us. When we have an attitude of gratitude, it is a gift to ourselves and a gift to others. This week, a couple of questions to think through and challenge yourself. Ask these questions to yourself, to your spouse, to your friends. The first is this, which robber most often steals your attitude of gratitude? Is it the trap of entitlement, the distraction of circumstances, 
or the capturing by comparison? Which robber most often steals your attitude of gratitude? Second question to think through, which protection can you start this week to help guard against your robber of an attitude of gratitude? Which protection can you start this very week to help guard against your robber of an attitude of gratitude? This week also, would you please share with someone who would enjoy this very episode? Subscribe for free on iTunes or Spotify so that you don't ever miss an episode moving forward. Please rate and review this episode whatever platform you listen on because that helps us reach more people to choose an attitude of gratitude and to choose life. And remember, as you step into this Thanksgiving week and spend time with those closest to you, your family and your friends, and you choose to have an attitude of gratitude, you choose life. Remember that this life will run out, but the life that lasts forever and through eternity is the life that is given through the grace and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for being with us this week. We look forward to being together again next week. And until then, choose life.